You're listening to New England Public Radio News. I'm Susan Kaplan, and this is The Shortlist, NEPR's Week in Review. Joining us today, Natalia Munoz of WHMP's Vaya con Munoz and Mike Dobbs from the Reminder Newspapers. Thanks to both of you for being Thank here. Thank you. Thank you. A new government accountability office report recommends the military begin screening for potential gambling issues. All the more important in Massachusetts, which opened its first slots parlor in 2015 with two resort casinos under construction. But Boston Globe reporter Sean Murphy says despite the GAO recommendations... The military says that they have virtually no gambling problem, no problem gambling among active military. Mike, Massachusetts Gaming Commission has put substantial resources into studying problem gambling. What do you make of the military's reluctance here? Um, Obviously, the spokesman has never had life in the barracks because servicemen gamble. They, They play poker. They... This is part of their recreational activities. I think uh, he's saying problem gambling. Okay, problem gambling. What constitutes problem gambling? Is it borrowing money from your buddy because you've lost all your money and payday is a few weeks away? I mean, come on. This is, this is silliness on their part. Uh, I, I'm sure the military looks at the, the rank and file uh, for issues such as drug abuse and alcoholism. Problem, uh, problem gambling should be part of it. Okay. Well, Natalia, the state says it's offered a few different ways for gamblers to monitor themselves or ban themselves from casinos entirely. This week, they announced an ad campaign for something called Play My Way which lets gamblers know when they've reached time and money limits, but it doesn't stop them from continuing. Do you think that's going to work, or is it more about PR? Uh, it's not going to work. That's like you know, putting a chocolate cake in front of somebody who loves chocolate cake and saying, don't eat it. Gambling is a big problem. It's, does, its slogans are not going to take care of it at all. Do you think that the state and the gam- gaming commission can do anything Oh, yeah, they can do a lot. Well, and what's actually, something they should okay, do? Okay, one of the things that, are, that actually uh, Springfield Partners for a Healthier Community here in Springfield recommended after Springfield, if they got the contract for the MGM casino, was the, for the casino, for MGM to partner with social service organizations and? and help fund programs that help people who have gamb- problems with gambling, have gambling addiction. Right. So, Mike, what is the state doing? They're doing a lot of studying. They're doing a lot of research about problem gambling to get what they call a base level of what's going on in the state. What do you think this is going to do to help? Should there be a problem? And do you think there's going to be a problem? Well, of course there's going to be a problem. Um, At the last gaming commission meeting, which was, what, a week and a half ago here in Springfield, um, the chairman, Stephen Crosby, uh, commended MGM for its commitment to a program called GameSense which is a, a basically a national program. Uh, Connecticut, with its state lottery, is now running commercials about GameSense. And the whole idea is that by MGM embracing it as, uh, as a company, it's just not the state talking about problem gaming. It's also about the casino talking about problem gaming. What do you think about GameSense? Game well, apparently it's been around for a number of years. I just think it's like any other public service announcement. We can tell people... Don't drink um, uh, too much. We can tell people smoking isn't good for you. Ultimately, it, it's going to come to individual choices. All right. Well, speaking of individual choices, some people are pretending their dogs or other pets are service animals 
to get them on planes or in restaurants in some cases, according to The Globe's Sasha Pfeiffer, putting them in service animal vests. Massachusetts disability advocates are upset and want to make it illegal. So, Natalia, is legislation the right way to go with this? I don't know if legislation is the right way to go about this. I don't see this as a big problem that the legislature needs to spend any time on. I don't know how many people are pretending that their dogs really are not dogs for to help with a disability, but I do not think that there is a it's a there's this huge surge in people walking into stores or restaurants with dogs. So it has to be a huge surge for there to be a concern. I think we have a bigger problem going on right now, and it's not the dogs. It's not people pretending that their dogs are not service dogs. There are very big problems happening now. We were just talking about gambling, for instance. Okay. We're talking about giant federal cuts coming if there are way. Uh, the people who tried to, you know, what's that, what's that phrase? Um, Play game the system? Yeah, game the system. Speaking of games, okay, Mike, I would love you to weigh in on this. Uh, I have a 17-pound uh, Bichon who's now blind and deaf. Uh, there's no way anyone could think of him as a service dog. Um, I'm just amazed that there isn't like this underground uh, economy for the handicap parking stickers or plaques <laughs> that you have for cars, too. Uh, what is it with people? They're so desperate to have their dog with them in the store okay. that they're going to do this? Okay. And now a word from this week's storm. Hey, Stella! Hey, Stella! There's more than a little chagrin about the Weather Channel's naming of winter storms, including some mainstream media not allowing it to be used, like NPR, saying that it's no more than marketing. Natalia, did you call the storm Stella? No, I called it a storm. Did you know it was called Stella? And I didn't care. I I I don't watch the Weather Channel, but I think that they naming storms... That's what you do in a capitalist society. You try to, you know, get some more clicks and you try to get people to talk your language. That's why we call a, sh- a small coffee a, a, la- a tall latte at You're Starbucks. You're comparing it to Starbucks. Mike, care to weigh in? Uh, listen, it's just uh, – it's it's – all it is is intellectual property stuff. It's like, okay, now we're going to call storms a particular name, and down the road, if it's a really good storm, we can do a T-shirt that says, <laughs> I survived Stella, and, and it will have like a little trademark and copyright on it, and they'll sell it. It's just amazing to me what people come up with. It's nonsense. Um, if the government, uh, if the National Weather Service says we're going to be naming winter storms, I'll put some credence in that, right. not the Weather Channel. Right. And the National Weather Service does. And I'm presuming, Natalia, you're agreeing. You're okay with that one yes. for hurricanes yes. and tropical storms. Of course. All right. Much more important is preparing people for the storm, really. And in Connecticut, Governor Dana Malloy banned travel. Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker just advised drivers to stay off the roads. Mike, which is a better strategy? Ban it, ban it, ban it. When you have a storm like that, people need to stay off the road. And sometimes they take a governor's warning okay. not as seriously. Natalia. What Mike said. Really? Yes, really. Okay. Well, that was... Safety is first. Okay. That was Natalia Munoz from Valle con Munoz. And the reminders, Mike Dobbs, thanks to you both. Thank you. Thank you, Susan. And thanks to you, our listeners, for tuning into the shortlist, NEPR's Week in Review. You can catch the shortlist anytime by subscribing to the podcast on iTunes or by going to nepr.net slash podcasts. I'm Susan Kaplan, and this is New England Public Radio. Mm-hmm.